Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Hey, it's your host, John Reed, of the 30-something movie podcast. We had to break our 200th episode up into a couple of episodes because we talked for a really long time, and we didn't figure anybody might want to listen to a four-hour podcast. Uh, so after some very, very creative editing, uh, we've actually kind of broken it to, we've broken it down into the two episodes. And um, so this time, we're going to be finishing off our discussion of our guilty pleasure movies of all time. Uh, we talked um, guilty pleasure movies of the 80s, comfort movies. Um, and then this time, we're also going to be talking about our midnight movies, some of those that we might watch late at night, or ones that were just, you're up, you can't sleep, and, and a movie happens to be on, or ones that you remember watching late at night. Uh, and then our last one, our last category is going to be our juvenile guilty pleasures, those ones that we watched and loved as, as a kid, but maybe as we've aged, they have not aged with us. So we're going to jump right on into that, and this is episode number 201, the end of our guilty pleasures discussion. So let's jump to our guilty pleasure movies of all time. Uh, so this one, I'll go ahead and do mine first, and then okay. Pat will do yours next. Um, so again, guilty, again, guilty so pleasure would be guilty the pleasure difference would be... here is either ones that people might not be thinking you would typically right. like, that right. you might be a little embarrassed if people knew, but right. you're not, we, none of us really would ever be embarrassed, right. but the thing is, like, oh, you know, if you, had, a, if you had it on TV and somebody happened to walk in the room, you'd be like, oh, I, I, I was just flipping through the channels. I yeah. Went, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so or or ones or that I ones think, that people don't know about or are very popular, like or, right. or, like, or, or ones that the critics or other people are can. like that one's not yes. good, but or yes. how about this? I mean, combination like, of those. you know, right. like the guilty. I'm thinking of like snacks and all that kind I of. I think stuff. ice cream. Yeah, you think oh, so, oh, like, ice cream. But sometimes, like I'll go after stuff. It might be healthy for you. It might be good. Mm -hmm. Just not in the quantity that I eat. So maybe that could be guilty too. Mm -hmm. It's just like I could watch that movie. Six days a week and twice on Sunday, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. so that could be guilty too. It could be yeah. a good movie. Right. You just maybe the quantity that you watch it oh, is yeah. staggering. Yeah. Well, and none of these, like as we said before, none of these, like I wouldn't be embarrassed to say I enjoyed any of right. these. But you know, because yeah. we have no shame, we had to come up with some way to define guilty pleasure. Uh, all right, so mine, my first one, I started to list one movie, and then I was like, well, but you know what? I'm not ashamed to say that I like that movie at all, and I think other people really like it too. So I switched. I had Moulin Rouge. And then I switched it to just Baz Luhrmann movies in general. Because I also, in high school, really, really liked the Romeo and Juliet movie that he did. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to like that movie or not. Um, you know, as a, as a guy back in high school liking a movie where Leonardo DiCaprio was the lead, it was like, no, that's a, yeah. that's a girl's movie. But I really like Shakespeare. Yeah. And I just, I like, I like when a director, I like when somebody takes something like a Shakespeare and updates it. And mm -hmm. the idea, just the, just the clever thing of, you know, they, they pull out the guns and the guns on the side say sword. Yeah. And that, you know, just stuff like that. And like the different setting, putting it in the modern day setting and all that. So. And I don't know, 
um, if it's the what, but when Merc it's Mercutio, Mercutio looks yeah. and says, mm -hmm. "All will be punished." Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't know if that's how you say it, like yeah. it's punished, yeah. but I still quote that. Like, oh, yeah. and I know that song technically. After, I so after you say "shut your pie hole," to your kids. Well, sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes it'll be in band, or sometimes uh -huh. it'll be at home, yeah. or some. And I know it's I'm quoting Shakespeare, but mm -hmm. it's because I saw it in that movie, right. and I'll just be say, "Everybody, calm down, or mm -hmm. all shall be punished." Right. And I'm just right. I love that quote. And that movie, that Romeo and Juliet movie, came out when I was in high school. And I think until that movie came out, you could have asked any kid, you're like, hey, do you, do you think Shakespeare's cool? And they would have been like, are you kidding? That's something we have to do for school. But then that movie comes out, and it's like, it's like everybody was quoting Shakespeare all of a sudden. And everybody had the posters, and everybody had the, everybody went to go see the movie, and they had the soundtrack, and they had the, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, something Shakespeare was kind of cool for a little while. Yeah. Um, you just need to bring it to life. And I just, I like his movies for the visuals, too. I like what he does with music, particularly Moulin Rouge, where he takes the different songs and does the covers of them, but switches up the style. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Roxanne is done as a tango, or, you know, all these, all the medleys that he has. And, um, but I just like the visuals of his movie. Like it's something that's, the colors are brighter than they should be, mm -hmm. even for a movie. Like you feel like every single one of these is more like a stage show, um, which makes sense because I think he was an opera director before he became a movie director. Um, but I just, I love the visuals. I love everything that he does with music and, and the score in his movies. Um, so I, I've never seen, he has the other one, Strictly Ballroom. I've never seen that one before, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd like that one or not, but I like all of his other movies I've seen. Next one on my list is, um, I put this one on here because in high school we had in our locker room, I was on the football team, in our locker room we had a big screen TV and a, and a uh, I think DVD, VHS, oh, I was probably a VHS player at the time, mm -hmm. um, and a big screen TV. And if we weren't watching Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious in the locker room, which every time the coaches came in we had to turn it off, <laughs> Um, we were watching a movie from 1993 called The Program mm -hmm. with James Caan. Have you yeah. ever seen that one? Yeah. So, and, and this was all about a college football program and like all the bad things that go on and, you know, everybody struggling with being a football player, but, you know, what happens if you, what happens if your life is falling apart when, mm -hmm. you know, football is the whole focus of everything. And uh, we just watched this movie over and over and over again. And sometimes we'd go to a friend's house and be like, what do you guys want to watch? The Program. Didn't we just watch that this morning in the locker room? Yeah. All right, put it on. And then you go to somebody else's house. What movie do you guys want to watch? The program. It's like everybody, I don't, I don't know if the coaches bought that movie and stuck it in the locker room for yeah, us. Yeah. I feel like every person that I knew on the football team whose house I would go over to, we had all purchased a copy of the program so that if we weren't in the locker room, we could go home and watch it too. That's awesome. Um, watch that movie over and over and over again and never realized that um, a very young Halle Berry is in that movie. Didn't realize that was her until like years and years later when I was looking at the list of people that were in that movie. I was like, I had no idea that was Halle Berry. It's a really mm -hmm. young Halle Berry. Um, so here's the one I mentioned earlier. Booty Call is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. I, when we were talking about guilty pleasure movies, I'm like, I don't know why, but this is one of the first ones that popped in my head. It's like, this is a movie that I bet if you were to sit down and like go through IMDB and be like, all right, what movies would John list that he really enjoys? I don't know that in any... Like if, if, see that if I gave you a, a Google Doc would, with, yeah. with 200 yeah. rows, yeah. I don't know that you'd ever put the movie yeah. Booty Call. No. But in college, we watched this thing over <laughs> and over and over and over again. I don't know why. Yeah. It was just there one was. of those that was like... 
all right, we've seen Fight Club six times. Mm-hmm. We've seen Star Wars a whole bunch of times. What do you want to watch? Well, I got a copy of Booty Call. Ah, put it in. Let's go. So nice. I, I mean, Jamie Foxx is hilarious Jamie in that Fox, movie. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know exactly I why, but it, here, yeah. it's one that I've watched way more times than I think I should ever admit that I've watched. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I still really enjoy it. Like, and I have not watched it in years, so I, I would be curious to kind of go back and watch it again, but um, not when any of my family or friends are around. Uh, next one on mine, I put Man of Steel. And the reason I put that one as a guilty pleasure movie is just because I think a lot of other people don't like it. Yeah. Like, it, of, of it the DC Pan, movies. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. Of the DC movies, you know, oh, yeah. I went to I went to go see it, and I saw this thing probably three times in the first two days it was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to go see it on a Thursday night. That was back before they started doing Thursday night movies as a regular thing, Thursday at like 7 o'clock. It was always like Friday at midnight before. Then they started doing Thursday night at 7 o'clock, but you could only buy your tickets at Walmart to go see that special showing. So I went and bought my Thursday night ticket, mm-hmm. went to go see it then. The next day, I think I saw it in the morning at another theater, and then I think I went with Jeff to go see it in IMAX at a theater close to where he lived. Mm-hmm. And so I think I saw it three times in the first day or two. In the first 24 hours it was out, I think I saw I it three times. The two. I th- I, for some reason, I thought like I, I th- thought you would have more put Batman versus... No. Because that one is the one that really got panned. That's the one that really got panned, yeah. Pan. yeah. Where Man of Steel, I think people liked in general, I thought. I think, although it says that's um, But you liked Man of Steel. Oh, I really liked Man of Steel. Man of Steel, I thought, was oh, good, yeah. oh, except yeah. my only critique was that the fight scene at the end was too long. Okay. It just went on too long, too special effects. Yeah. It was just like, oh, look at all the special I effects. Think, and went I on think because a lot of people... Well, right. I think a lot of people... I don't. I watch that movie, and I don't find anything wrong with that movie. Yeah. Like I, it, it's might be a little bit like you with Sixth Sense. Okay. Like I go back and I rewatch Man of Steel, even after hearing people say things like, "Oh, like the end fight scene is too long," or yeah. "Why is there? Why is there so much destruction? Superman wouldn't cause that much destruction. He would take it out of town, and he'd make sure people are safe." Anytime I've ever heard any of that criticism, I go back and I rewatch the movie, and I'm like, "Nope, I don't find anything wrong with this. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I, I have a hard time. I know in my mind that." I should enjoy the Christopher Reeve movies more, just because of history and nostalgia and all that. I think I could probably rewatch this movie more than I'd rewatch yeah, the Sam, Christopher Reeve true. movies. Yeah, I, I, and when I think when we talked about this before, um, you know, if you ask somebody to rank their DC movies, like the ones that have come out in the last few years, like which ones are your favorites? I know I think Jeff has said before that Wonder Woman is his top one, and I've heard I, think, I don't know if you guys ranked yours too and, and said what you liked. I still put Man of Steel, you know, even though a whole bunch of people have said Wonder Woman's the best DC movie that's been made so far, I still, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a Superman guy, but I list Man of Steel as my favorite, and that's still, I really, really wish, I was disappointed, and I was probably one of the few people who, when they announced that the next movie was Batman versus Superman, I remember watching the video from the Comic-Con announcement where they said that, and people are just, you hear people screaming on the video like, yes, yes, and I'm sitting there watching the movie going, or watching the video going, well, can we not do Man of Steel 2? Why do we have to, but, yeah. but I want, I leave Superman alone, like just, just let him do, let's continue this story. And let's not like throw him together with other people just yet. I want more of just this. So I think I was probably one of the few people that was disappointed when they announced the whole idea of Batman versus Superman for the next one. Um, and then the last one on my list for the guilty pleasure movies of all time is, and I've debated this with Jason, who used to be on our podcast, 
um, that works with us. We've debated this back and forth. It's kind of like a running gag between the two of us. Is I love the movie Alien Three. Like it is probably, it's other than maybe like Alien Resurrection. It's probably that's the prison planet. Yeah, yeah where she has to shave her head yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, I love this movie. I remember seeing this movie uh, when it came out. I was living in England at the time. England has just a massive fan base for alien stuff. There were alien comics all over the place. They used to have a like a, a interactive tour exhibit called Alien War uh, in downtown London, where you'd go and you, you pretended like you were on a tour of a uh, research facility, mm -hmm. and these Marines were taking you through the tour, and then all of a sudden the lights go off and alarms start going, and this person in an alien costume smashes through a wall and grabs the Marine, and then this other Marine is like yelling for you to like, go, 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 get down the hallway, and so you're doing this whole like interactive thing. I, I love that thing. I probably, I don't know how many times I went through that thing, but I loved it. Um, and I was always a huge alien and aliens fan as a kid, even as a kid when I probably shouldn't have watched these movies, loved all these movies. So the whole idea of alien three, like you don't, you've gone from having the Marines that have all these guns and these weapons and everything else to you're on a prison planet. There's no weapons. How are you going to fight an alien when you, even in the first movie, you had like some rudimentary weapons. You got nothing. Mm -hmm. on this prison planet. And not only that, it's a it's almost like a bigger, faster alien because it's a dog version of the alien. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I just, I love that movie. And I don't care what anybody says. I still love that movie. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, Dennis, did we do yours? We, no, we didn't do yours yet. We didn't do yours yet either. We're going to do yours next. Sure. Yeah, Is go, that okay? Go. Yeah, go, go, go. All right. All right. Well, I, you know what? My first one, it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot this comfort movies of all time. Hmm. But it will fit. Into guilty pleasures, but only if you if if I look at it, it's a really good movie, really well done. I'm just guilty with how many times I've seen it, and that's the Hunt for Red October. I believe I saw that 20 times in the theaters when that came out. Okay. I think I saved up every like every penny that I had and would just keep going back mm -hmm. and seeing it. Mm -hmm. I'd read the book. I think I've read the book, the Tom Clancy book in fifth grade. I think I've read that book four or five times uh, in fifth grade. I've read it a bunch since I. Um, it was a time in my life when, um, at that point in my life when I read it, I, my full intention was to go into the Navy. And I wanted to like study history like Jack Ryan or teach history. No, did he teach history? He didn't teach history. No, I think he did. He teach it. Oh, whatever. Anyways, uh, I loved the book. And when the movie came out, I just remember sitting there and seeing the submarines and the, the, just, the navies going at each other. And I was just really, really taken with that. Um, that movie so well done and I, I could just keep watching it and mm -hmm. so guilty pleasure movie comfort movie of all time if Hunt for Red October is on I'm going to check it out um, and they just made some submarines look like really cool again yeah. I know there's a reality there and I know our, our, our service people I know some people that have served on submarines and I know that that is uh, service to our country and not something glorified in a movie but that that movie was it's very fascinating to watch. Okay, guilty pleasure movies of all time. Gone in 60 Seconds, the newer one with Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm a car guy, and that's, that's, that's a car theme. That's, a, that's <laughs> a car movie. And you know what, what makes it is that there's so much cheese, but like they can pull it off. Nicolas Cage can pull that off. And, you know, like when he takes out the leather jacket, and oh, I am a bad man. And they all got to <laughs> listen to Lowrider. And... I like the I always like the ensemble cast heist movie kind of thing because like everyone's got their role. 
Like every no one person can do it, so they gotta like come together and all that. And yeah, it's cheesy, but the cheesy music they play when he goes up to the must when he goes up to Eleanor, you know, and, it, and there's just oh and what a great chase scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it, the best part is when um, when uh, Angelina Jolie holds him up by pulling the minivan in the front, mm-hmm. and she she just kind of blows him the kiss mm-hmm. and, and all that. The only thing that got a little crazy with the chase scene was when he kind of jumps the shark by jumping like the entire length of the bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was right. a little bit much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, gone in 60 seconds, I could just watch that. Um, okay, next thing, the Fasters and the Furiousers. I mean, there's been... Uh, like seven or eight of them, mm-hmm. and yes, I giggled like uh, a little girl when uh, when Vin Diesel t- tweeted out that they've got three more coming down the pipe. They've already, you know. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say the first one, not even near realistic car type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like sci-fi levels of mm-hmm. make pretend with the cars, but great action movie. And then the next two kind of fell into the sequel trap, and that was like, okay, this is okay. But then the fourth one, it was like, let's put all the original, let's put Vin Diesel back in there. And it was like, cool, the originals are back. And then in the fifth one, they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take everybody's favorite characters from all the movies and the originals, put them in a movie, and add The Rock. Oh, more awesome. And then in the next one, we're going to take all those folks, add The Rock, and add Gina Carano. And then have her and Michelle Rodriguez have a fight scene. And then what's going to happen next? We're going to put Jason Statham in there. It's just like, I mean, you know what? It's like junior high kids sitting around going, dude, this would be so awesome if we added this. And it works because you don't ask too much of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the latest one, they had like a submarine chase. They're on ice driving. You have to drop your, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah and yeah. you have to drop your, for the first one, the original Fast and the Furious, you have to drop your, I mean, like the cars and, I mean, you know, you just cringe but then you realize, oh, you just got to enjoy it and got to get nos and, you know, oh my goodness. I, yeah, these movies, and it's guilty pleasure, but I will watch these movies. And then, have you guys seen any of them or? I don't think I've ever Parts seen from, of one. Oh from my beginning gosh. to end. I don't oh think my gosh, seen it's just yeah. priceless. And then at the end of the, the most recent, and so spoilers, if you guys are going to watch mm-hmm. it, that's, but you know, watch he's, he's got to be like, why is he being a bad guy? And you don't realize, but they got his kid, but then. Jason Statham comes in to say, I mean, oh my gosh, it's great. And the lines in it, the lines, I mean, the cheesy lines. Like, these Tell guys, us how you really feel, Pat. These guys have arms. You should do the, like, the pro- promo tour. Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock, I mean, and, and they're also, the, the arms, they got to go like sideways through doors. And then The Rock can drop a line like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he looked at Jason Statham and they're prisoners staring at each other. And The Rock's like, I'm going to beat you like a Cherokee drum. I'm just like, oh, who comes up with this? I mean, how? He should I'm, be on Jimmy Fallon or like, like Jimmy Kimmel or one of those. Like, I, <laughs> promoting the new movie isn't one of the actors. Yeah. This guy, Pat. We, could, I mean, we couldn't get the actors. Like, you know what? Seriously. And I've we couldn't get this, The Rock, but here's Pat. I've said this before, and, and people in listening eyes, okay, maybe, you know, okay, maybe I'm a, a, a what do you, an idiot or whatever, because I love these kind of movies. Go look at my bookshelf. Look at the books. I mean, I read, like, I, I, it's always dry, like, nonfiction. Or I lo- but movies, I just... I just love to be entertained mm-hmm. with the act and the mm-hmm. fasters and the furiousness or mm-hmm. like I said, I giggled as soon as I heard there were gonna be three more. I mm-hmm. just like okay, so I'll keep going. Sorry, I'm gonna Transporter. Have you guys seen the Transporter? No. Oh. No, I have not. But that one is Jason, Jason, Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham. That is like like we talk about the movies that oh this is Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell and um, Die Hard. Uh, yeah, that's the movie for that yeah. mate that's who Jason that's Statham amazing. is. Yeah. 
and it's 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 very fun, definitely action and uh, infinitely quotable. So trans transport is worth, and I think it's an hour and a half, maybe mm-hmm. credits included. So that one's really good. Drunken Master, that is That's my favorite good. Jackie Chan movie. If I yeah. and it was the remake of the, the Legend of the Dragon. I was going to ask you first one or the remake. The remake okay. I liked. And uh, it's it's amazing. I think the Legend of Drunken Master was the remake. Then this is no, the Legend. I, I'll look it up. There's the one where he's like the student, mm-hmm. but then this is the Legend. Look it up. Whatever the re- the one that came out in the '90s, um, where he's got his Legend of Drunken Master. Legend of Drunken yeah. Master mm-hmm. was is the '90s one. Yeah, 94. that's the one I love. Yeah. And the intricacy. That's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen. The oh my gosh, the intricacy in the fight scenes. And that's and when we were speaking of Rush Hour, that was the interesting thing. Rush Hour kind of brought Jackie to a like the American audience and kind of got them for the people that maybe don't go check out the the kung fu movies. And in that movie, they said it was amazing because you know they they had they toned down the action sequences because they said in like his other movies, you take three or four weeks preparing for an action scene or a fight scene because they were so choreographed and just how it would be you know. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it was it was like you know you would take a day or two and, and just to try and make it into the American sense of what they want a movie to be. But if you've if if you've have you've seen the Legend of the Drunken Master? I haven't. It's great, and I mean the final fight, like you just watch this thing and the things that he's, I mean the things yeah. that this guy can do, and he's like he's jumping around, landing on one foot, coming. To, I, I mean mm-hmm. he. And his 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 team because it's always if you look like the bad guys always look the same and that mm-hmm. because it's his it's his uh, it's like he's got this whole troop that goes around with him so these guys know each other they can read each other, and so these fights that they come off with are so deliciously choreographed uh, love Junker Master no special fight yeah pardon me and without special well fight, yeah and, and it's all, oh yeah, yeah that's all that's all I mean a couple I don't know if maybe a couple places they do wires there, but, yeah. but he's doing his own stunts oh, right, yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, and you see it in the credits when he's like mm-hmm. rolling through the lava and everything. These guys are coming in with like uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 fire extinguishers, fire and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm keep it going, Troy. I love like the Gladiator and Braveheart and the big, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big ancient combat movies. And I could put those on. Um, I could put those on <laughs> the. Uh, I could put those on the. Um, um, the li- any of the lists. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna put Troy under guilty pleasures because I know a lot of people gave Troy a hard oh, yeah, time. Yeah. A lot it, of people did the bronze, the, yeah. the, the Oh the, yeah. You're talking about the the, the what's his Brad name? Pitt. Brad Pitt. Pitt one where yeah. it's all like right. Yeah, I know, I know. I know people yeah. gave it a I hard time. I couldn't get past I know, I know people <laughs> gave it a hard time. But I I really like watching I really liked watching Troy. I liked the, the actors that they had playing the different characters. And I mean like the the scene where you, you know, the guy comes out and he's just running at him, just run, <laughs> stabs him once, and that's it. And, and some of the lines, like, I wouldn't want to fight him. Well, that's why no one will remember your name. You know, it's just... <laughs> so I, I like all those movies, and this mm-hmm. one is is the the, uh, the guilty pleasure one. Yeah, Dennis just... I'm surprised it wasn't on there. Yeah, you know... <laughs> like, I'm surprised that Troy gets on there before Bullet. But Bullet, I don't feel guilty about. Bullet's a classic movie. Okay, but I mean, yeah. I guess, well, it didn't make it on any of your list. Yeah, bullet. So here's the thing about bullet. I mean, okay. Or is it just the chasing that you like? As a movie that I can, because these are all like comfort movies or mm-hmm. movies I can rewatch yeah. a lot. So in terms of the chasing, it's magnificent. It's the greatest ever. Yeah. The movie is really, really, really a great movie. Which is not okay. But you see, I can watch it, but it's not like 
I can rewatch it and rewatch it. And re okay. When I watch yeah. like The Great Escape or any other uh, The Great Escape, that's like old friends. Like I said, I mean, as I can bullet. I can watch it. And I'll watch it maybe once a year, but it just doesn't. It's not like I can just rewatch. We so that's there's nothing against it. It's just not. It's just one I kind of have to be geared up for. And I, I remember it's a fantastic movie, well acted, yeah. and they they even said Bullet when it came out was like, you know, just almost almost documentary esque with how police procedure and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I like it. A, yeah, yeah, I like There's it a, a whole bunch. I'm like, oh, maybe that would be. I know my 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 movies are all car themes, so it's like, why are you making a bullet? So so no slight, and it's not that I don't okay. like it, but I'm but we're talking like category wise. Yeah, the comfort movies, and I can, I'll watch Bullet, but it's yeah. So that's right. It. So guilty pleasures for cool. me. We got uh, While You Were Sleeping. It's got Sandra Bullock in mm -hmm. it. It's a uh, obviously kind of the sort of cheesy mm -hmm. love. Is it uh, Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman in yeah. it. Yep, and. Guy in a coma and that whole thing, and she doesn't know him. But the family, they, it's, if it's on, I somehow she, yeah, she pretends to, to be his fiance or something. Fiance yeah. because they like she like gets him to the house. He falls on the tracks, mm -hmm. yeah, and then she's there, and then they're like, she's always had a crush on him, so then she kind of pretends, and then it, mm -hmm. they just assume at the hospital that she's with him, mm -hmm. and that otherwise everybody would have to get out of the room. And then all of a sudden, if she becomes his fiance, and the story mm -hmm. grows bigger and bigger, and she's kind of caught up in this, then falls in love with Bill Pullman. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, so it just and she's just adorable. Even the breakdown at the end is where she's just sort of explaining everybody and like it's just yeah, it's like a hug. <laughs> so I'm yeah, so it's not one that I'm you know mm -hmm. not a cool movie to say. Hey, I love how you were sleeping, but it's got Sandra Bullock in it. Meatballs. Um, I threw Meatballs in there, and it felt like it should have been somewhere in that list, maybe in the other ones too, or the '80s because it was an '80s one too. But um, a lot of people either don't know it, or they just I don't think it was super great received. By the reviews or whatever, but um, Meatballs just, I think that's just the my kids love that movie. I love that movie. That's just a fun camp movie. Again, with heart, it's Bill Murray. Don't get deceived by the cover, which has Bill Murray standing around with a bunch of girls like with bikinis. Mm -hmm. It made it look like a Porky's type of thing, and it's so not. It's a movie about heart, about friendship. It's got like, it's it's funny. The lines are all clean. All the people and all the guys are actually good guys in it, too. There's not like guys just. You know, screwing people over or anything. It's like the, the, the guys are like legitimately kind of loyal to the girl. And just, I mean, there's jokes, but when it comes to action, they're all actually pretty good guys and stuff. Even Bill Murray in that movie, you know, plays it, but really had his heart set on that one girl. So just a great movie, Meatballs. Um, Last Temptation of Christ. This one obviously is a polarizing film um, for a lot of people. And uh, I just, I liked it back then. It was very interesting. Um, Thought-provoking film doesn't proceed doesn't profess to be gospel, so I, I took that for what it was, and it was just a great, I think, idea of just to say, what's that one moment where you know Jesus is on the cross and says, "Why have you forsaken me?" And take that moment and go, that is the moment, possibly of his greatest weakness. When push comes to shove, he's in pain, he's dying, and would that not be the ample opportunity for the devil to offer him a normal life? So. Perceiving that going or going into exploring that whole dimension of God, you know, Jesus's divinity and humanity and how those two interplay. Are you man? Are you divine? What, 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 what is that like? And what was that struggle like? I think was always a great um, piece for me to see as, a, as I think it was, it was probably 89. No, it was uh, 88. 88. And we did 88. this year. Yeah. It's 88. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was 16, 17. So, yeah. Having gone through Catholic school and everything else, it was a great 
movie to see at that moment where it was like it allowed me to I think uh, it was a little comforting to say could you think about other things too and, and not be a, a bad person um, or a sinner uh, Kingpin Kingpin just just a fun film that <laughs> just you know it's one of those ones that like you're not proud of saying oh yeah Kingpin like I like I want to show the kids that but I know there's I heard there's like a PG-13 version I don't even know what that would be like um, but yeah there's just some great lines in there and it's just classically done it's just a great it's Fairly Brothers, right? On that one. Yeah. 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 So. Um, City of Angels, because it's kind of again that love sort of story. Mm-hmm. And I put in there Slash Wings of Desire, which mm-hmm. is the original. Um, Were you with us when we did that episode? I don't think I was. No. no. All right. And uh, and City of Angels, Wings of Desire, put them kind of together on that, just because that sort of genre. But it's again a very interesting, you know. I, I should have put City of Angels on mine because I really like that movie. Yeah. And I didn't realize until we were, maybe it was you and I that were doing the Wings of Desire yeah. one. And I was reading up on it that I didn't even realize, at first I didn't realize that Wings of Desire and City of Angels were basically the same movie. One just a, re- so, yeah. one just a remake of the other, yeah. kind of. Um, well, and one I, more popular I also, and popularized well, right. and more of a love Hollywood-ish, story. Right. Hollywoodish, story, right. where the other one is more. And what I didn't realize was just how many people do not like City of Angels. Really? Like, really don't like it. Like, critics gave it bad reviews. People give it bad reviews. Um, did not realize that. I really like that movie. Yeah. So, that, yeah. I probably should have put that on my list because that's another yeah. one that's a lot of people don't seem to like. But Yeah, I think, and, and, and there's a way it's a very. Um, I think it could be a very inspiring film mm-hmm. about what it is to be alive and thankful. And here you got angels who you think would be like, oh, great. And, it just, and, and to have things that happen in it without mm-hmm. spoiling it, because there's no need to spoil it for this right. one. Um, like my daughter was watching, and she's like, this is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to say <laughs> and, anything. And, and you're hoping it wouldn't. And right. It just, it, 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 such torture. Right. But that's, that is life. Right. You know, and... Um, there's good and bad, in them. and his speech at the end is so good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, won this, won that, you know. Yeah. Um, Escape from New York, uh, classic Kurt Russell, brings back memories of my uh, my family watching that film. We used to watch that one a lot. Donald Pleasance, the ending of the film, and just still want every time they're driving at the end, brain, you want it because you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going, just don't hit the landmine brain. Just, <laughs> every time I watch one of the movies where you just don't want to see that guy get it, uh-huh. you know? And then Adrian Barbeau just comes out and just mm-hmm. like... So, yeah, that's uh, so that's a good one. And then uh, Monty Python, Holy Grail. Um, my daughter just said she wants to see this. Oh, Hunter has already seen it. Mm-hmm. Edited slightly mm-hmm. when he's seen it, and um, you know when we first saw it, because because it's really not, it's not a whole lot of. There's just the, the, the one. Castle Anthrax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. because that, I'm that was the that was the scene mm-hmm. he has not seen. So well because because I'm I'm thinking back and forth. I'm like, oh man, I was probably at least John's age the first time I saw. Probably even younger when I saw Life of Brian, which I probably yeah. should not have seen. Yeah. It, yeah. Nine yeah. or ten or whatever. I'm Brian. And we, <laughs> We're Brian too. I want to face the peril. No, it's too perilous. No, it's too perilous. Um, <laughs> but I was probably around his because... age when I first saw Hamon and Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and so I keep going back and forth. I'm like, is he ready to watch it yet? Is, it, is there anything in the movie that Castle Anthrax? But is there anything else that I would need to? But no, just Castle Anthrax. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and and the thing with it is like that's the story. And now it's time for the oral. <laughs> With Hunter, we had, I had mm-hmm. like edited that, so yeah. I never knew it existed. There's okay. a good way of doing it. One way is to pause and go get snacks. 
Yeah. And you know that scene's coming up for just future parents out there. It's a good way to do it. Um, you know the scene's coming up. You know the time. And all you just do is once it's about to get there, you go, you know what? I'm hungry. Anybody else hungry? Let's pause for a second. Mm-hmm. They go to the kitchen to get stuff. You fast forward a few seconds later. Go. It goes right on. They mm-hmm. don't even know. And, the whole um, scene or just where just the And now is the time that, for the oral Just thing. that pretty much. Yeah, just that okay. kind of yeah. section okay. there. Well, yeah. I could and stay then, a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. But like everything else. I'm not else, in any hurry. Hunter apparently yeah. didn't even didn't know, yeah. but he uh, because we had seen it mm-hmm. and it was the edited version. There's the danger of that method of parenting is then they think it's okay to watch it because they've right. seen it. So they go, oh, so you got the DVD. I'm gonna put it in. Dad, and home from school early. You know, What's like, this? And then it's and, the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, like that scene wasn't in there. <laughs> what was the song when they're at Cam- Camelot? Yeah, Camelot. Yeah. And they're singing the song, and then the guys sing it. Yeah, when oh. <laughs> the shackles. Yeah. yeah, it's a silly place. So Monty Python, Holy Grail. Whenever, and, whenever anybody like gets excited about something, like, oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! I'll sit off to the side and I'll just quietly go, "It's only a model." It's only a model. <laughs> <laughs> so that you could throw in Life of Brian, you could throw in Meaning of mm-hmm. Life, but I think that one is the ultimate uh, original, and yeah, the whole. The, it's a mere flesh wound. Um, he said, "Blessed are the cheesemakers." <laughs> yeah. And then who, finally, who, who will inherit the the meek? Oh, good for them! They've had a hell of a time. <laughs> old man, woman, or old woman, man. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Well, you didn't take the time to figure it out. Bring out your dad. Um, hell, Zombieland being repressed. Yeah, and then Zombieland, I threw out here as well. Yeah. And again, did, did that you movie, move Zombieland? I thought Zombieland was on your list. It, it might have been. Okay. But um, I just put it on there again because if it wasn't on there, I might have moved it. Yeah, I think you did. I think I did move it. And I just put it there because it was all time. And, and I just I think that movie, again, I, I'm not going to say it saved my life. It's not that dramatic. But, man, it saved my week one time. I just was having one of those weeks where mm-hmm. I'm just, it was busy with side job, busy with work. Everything was just like, just lots of just stress piling up on a lot of things. And I remember I'm thinking, oh, you know, and I just, I go, I need some stupid movie that doesn't require me to think. It's just going to be dumb and stupid or whatever. And it's probably going to be really dumb and I don't really care about whatever. And I put it in and I'm like, oh my God, this is genius. <laughs> and it was just great. I even called like Shannon back down. I'm like, you need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can hold because you're going to bed. I'm like, mm-hmm. we can watch this. I'm telling you, it, I get first 10 minutes and I'm already like, this is going to be good. So uh, Zombieland was just the right time, right place. And I'll always have that place. And, and Bill, Bill Murray's role in there. I mean, just it's a great movie. Yeah, Such a great movie. So I'm going to start off with Mean Girls. I love this movie more than I probably should. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about this movie. It's I find it hilarious. I had a project in college in one of my education classes where we had to watch Mean Girls as part of our class, and then we had to kind of talk about how we would how we would approach the behavior of the kids in this movie, and that was like it was there were different bits and pieces to it, but the idea was you had to watch Mean Girls. As part of your project, and I was like, oh, "Are you kidding?" I was like, "I was one of the only males in my class," mm-hmm. and so all of the other people in the class they were like, "Oh, I've seen that movie. I love it." And I'm sitting there going, "I don't, I don't think so." I, I mean, I'll watch it for the project, and then I watched it and I actually enjoyed it. I was like, "I don't know if I'm supposed to like this movie." But right, I, I kind of like, like this movie. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> there's some great stuff to that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten into different uh, text conversations with people where just. Going back and forth, we had a, had a great one going with some family where we just replied in, in Mean Girl gifts <laughs> and tried to keep the conversation going. And it, I was really impressed with how that turned out. Uh, I was, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a fun movie. Um, 
what's her face? Tina Fey mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park when she came up with that one. Um, National Treasure and National Treasure 2. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think those movies are ridiculous and stupid and not worth spending your time on. A lot of people are ridiculous and stupid. And yeah. not worth spending your time on. <laughs> right. Um, so this is one of the moments that I knew that Katie and I were meant for each other mm-hmm. because not only do we both adore and quote these movies, mm-hmm. but there was one year for Christmas where... She asked you out with invisible ink that you had to put lemon juice on and spray with a hairdryer? Yes. And then... When we did a gift exchange, she got me the Blu-ray editions of the movies, and I had gotten her the DVD editions of the movies. <laughs> nice. So that's when you know, like, well, we are which, just totally meant to be. Which ones cool. do you still have now? The Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Because they came with DVDs in them as oh, well. there you go. So everybody wins. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, those... I love history. Mm-hmm. I love American history. I love the idea that some of this is actually plausible, because when you do look back at... A lot of our history, you look at monuments and, and statues and the way things have been constructed. There are very specific reasons why things are made a certain way. There are re- you know, specific reasons why there's this many steps on this, at this monument, and this many columns at this monument, and this many soldiers at this monument. So who's to say that there isn't some possibility that something like this could or could not happen? Mm-hmm. Now, is there a secret map on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Probably not. But is there a code embedded in some old piece of writing somewhere that could be used to decipher a message somewhere else? Probably. Possibly. You know, you look at at Washington's uh, Culpa Ring, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, the five people that didn't know each other, that communicated with each other to protect him and the presidency. Mm -hmm. That was a great show. Did you ever watch that on AMC, Turn? No. Oh, it was really good. The whole thing, it was all about, all about the culprit ring and Washington spies. Yeah, it was really so good. Brilliant. It went maybe for like three or four seasons, but it was good. It's over now, but. Um, True Lies. Nice. One of the best Schwarzenegger movies out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold just really nails a lot of the, uh, a lot of his one-liners. Um, one of the, one, one of the better lines of his is when they're tracking Schwarzenegger's wife, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the guy that she's with is pretending to be a spy. He's like, "Oh, you better, better keep your head down here." And he puts yeah, her head in the lap. Yeah, that's right. And that's the right. guy in the helicopter's like, "Yeah, he's got his head. He's, <laughs> he's got her head in his lap." Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, but he says. <laughs> and that Tom Randall that. just looks at Schwarzenegger and goes, "Maybe she's sleepy." <laughs> yeah, I know. I just the way that he delivers his lines. Yeah, divorce is hard. It's rough. My ex-wife took the ice cube trays. What kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube trays? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are those are fun. But that movie, I mean, the the action in that movie just compounds upon itself. You just get to the point where like it, this clearly can't get any crazier. And then they're fighting on top of a jet. They're that, flying the Harrier, and he's uh, yeah. Yeah, I. We'll watch that movie a lot. You've killed people. Yes, but they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you've got mail. I love that movie. Okay. I love the, uh, I love Tom Hanks in that movie. I, well, I love Tom Hanks in almost every Tom Hanks movie. Um, but there's something about that movie, you've got mail. And I've seen the original and the original was okay. The original, it's based on a movie called Shop Around the Corner. Mm-hmm. 
which is what the name of the bookstore is in uh and you've got mail um but there's 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 a there's a sweetness to it yeah. that um that i really that i really like same thing with um sleepless in seattle which is next on my list mm-hmm. there's a there's a sweetness in sleepless in seattle um you know the there's tragedy the wife dies uh you know the dad is trying to do the best he can to raise his son his son just wants to see his dad happy um you know gets him onto a radio show to talk about uh, his wife's death and you have Meg Ryan's character who just is one of many that fall in love with this guy over the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just the way that the two of them end up finding each other and that it's, you know, it it's ends up being a very happy, feel-good movie. She's not happier than the relationship she's in. And she, you know, she, she just needs to see this through. Talking about uh, Swiftless in Seattle. I, there's just and you know it's it's another fun quotable movie um what else do I have in here Return to Me David Duchovny Mini Driver, Driver yeah. David Duchovny's wife dies in a car accident and her heart uh is she's a donor and her heart goes into Mini Driver's character who needs a new heart and the two of them end up finding each other and falling in love and you, you just—it's this idea that you know, these two hearts are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these two hearts belong together. You have Carol O'Connor in there, uh, who plays a very, very sweet grandfather to um, Minnie Driver. You have um, Robert Loja, also great. And there's a great deleted scene in that movie of um, Robert Loja, Carol, o- Carol O'Connor. And then there's two other old men that they hang out with every, you know, it's a, it's a group of them hanging out all the time. And they are, they're singing Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. And just, the, the, I don't know, it's a very sweet moment that I wish was left in the movie. Um, and then finally, guilty pleasure movie, The American President. Aaron Sorkin, pre-West Wing. Clearly you see him cutting his teeth and getting the uh, getting ready to do West Wing. It's a little odd because you have some of the same actors Mm-hmm. from West Wing in American President in different roles. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of separate yourself from, if, if you're a huge Sorkin fan as I am, as we are, um, you kind of have to separate yourself from what you know of the West Wing and those characters and to kind of see them in the light that they're being portrayed. Um, next category, midnight movies or movies to watch when you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I already said earlier this evening, about seven hours ago, um, Basketball. I don't know. Like, that movie is so bad, but I love it so much. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, my God. It is so bad, but it's so great. It's very quotable. And at some point, I'm going to turn it into a drinking game, and I'm going to do a shot every time someone says the word dude. <laughs> That'll be the last thing I do, because I will die. <laughs> but I, I, there's something about that movie that's just awesome. a lot of fun. And I don't have it on my list, but I, I'd even throw the South Park movie in there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, you know, it's South Park guys that do basketball, okay. so it's same type of humor. Okay. Um, put a Bug's Life. And I don't know what it is about that movie, but I like I find that if I can't sleep at night, that's one that I'll put on. Hmm. I don't know why that works for me 
at two in the morning, mm-hmm. but it does. And you know, retelling of uh, Mag Seven, which I didn't put on any of my lists. Mm-hmm. I could put them on many lists. Um, that and Great Escape, I didn't put on any list. I think Pat, you had that on one of yours, so I was like, I'll let Pat talk about that one. All right, he'll um, get in there. <laughs> Rush Hour. Nice. Again, just you know, it, it's yes. it's a ridiculous movie, highly quotable movie, yes. really funny movie. Jackie Chan is great. Yes, I I love, I love his movies. Um, for my for my money, Who Am I is probably one of the best Jackie Chan movies he's ever done. If you've never seen Who Am I, definitely worth watching. I also found out recently he dubs over a lot of the Disney animated movies for the male lead. Really? And he does a lot of the singing as well. Oh, so yeah, you YouTube that. Didn't you know can uh, you can hear him singing some Beauty and the Beast stuff. Huh. Something else I don't remember what else. That's anyway, cool. um, War Games, mm-hmm. which I I can watch War Games uh, any time in town. I think really, yeah. but again, that's it's Matthew Broderick. Yeah, right? Matthew yeah, Broderick, Ellie Sheedy. Yep. You know he he hacks into NORAD and. Yes. Gets the whopper going. Yes, and, yes, yes. You yes, know, yes. has to teach the computer how to, or, or that there's no point in fighting when the only uh, winning option is not to play. Right, mm-hmm. right. How about a nice game of chess? <laughs> Greetings, Professor Falcon. Um, in the Line of Fire, Eastwood, mm-hmm. uh, Rene Russo, John Malkovich being John Malkovich. Not the movie being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. but him being the character, the the creepy character that he's so damn good at, at playing. Um, and then Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, highly quotable movie. Um, silly movie, for sure. But there's something about that movie. There's a lot of charm. There's a lot of heart to it because you, you have this character that he just... A, he wants to do the right thing. B, he wants to do the right thing for his dad and for his dad's company and, and his town's company. And he's trying to do it for all the right reasons, and he's awful at it. Yeah. But he doesn't give up, and he find, it finally clicks for him in how to make it work. Yeah. I actually had a completely different set of movies listed here, and then I went through and I was like, no, you know what, I need to change this up a bit because this is really just feeling like a, what could I not fit in the categories above? Mm-hmm. So then I started to think back and I was like, all right, when I was a kid, I would wake up in the middle of the night or I would like wait till everybody else had gone to bed and then I would sneak into the living room and I would watch a whole bunch of late night TV that I wasn't supposed to be watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you had like the, was it the USA Up All Night? Uh, they would do like the movie, the horror movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a whole bunch of stuff that I never should have watched as a kid, I watched late at night. So when I hit, when I see this midnight movies, I know that one of Jeff's original things was, you know, when you just can't sleep... You're up in the middle of the night. What do you want to put on? I kind of went back to, well, hold on a minute. Let me just, when I was up late at night as a kid, it was always, I'm going to watch something that's going to scare the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I took off a few things that had been on my list and replaced them with some of the horror movies that I probably would have watched as a kid uh, when I really shouldn't have. So the first one in here is An American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, but I also hate that movie mm-hmm. because that movie scares the pee out of me every single time. And it time. has comedy in it. That's and it has why comedy. It's like disturbing. It's, That's, a... it's disturbing, but then I get to, and I love, it's one of my favorite endings to a movie ever. 
is you get to the end and it's they spoiler alert. I'm gonna spoil the movie. For Go you, right so. ahead. Um, they they gun him down in the alley like they've they've cornered the werewolf in an alley and he starts to like you kind of look back and forth and he starts to the the girl shows up and it's like he starts to lunge and the police gun him down. And then all of a sudden, you see it switches back. You see her running down the alley. It switches back, and now it's just the naked human mm-hmm. laying there dead. And she starts crying. And all of a sudden, it cuts to the credits, and it's the bomb, 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 dang, 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 And I'm just like, that is the most outstanding ending to a movie I've ever seen. I love it. It's because it's the way the whole movie is. It's it's got the serious and the dramatic and the body just keeps following him throughout the movie. His dead body that he sees everywhere with all the comments. Cool. Flesh like hanging off. Not yet, but I'm. Yeah, it's awesome. It was the guy who was in the. I always knew it famously for the guy who was in the Seven Up commercial. Correct. I think so. He yeah. was the guy who was in a, in a famous Seven Up commercial, and he was the main actor. Mm-hmm. He was the, uh, Leo, what was his name? Darn yeah. Um, David, I don't remember his name. David something. I yeah. thought David was his name in the movie. I'll look it up. Okay, okay look yeah. it up. Um, and then a re- this was on my list, no matter what, was Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will watch Shawshank Redemption any time of day, morning, noon, night. Doesn't and there matter. is a phrase called getting Shawshank. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I have not watched it in many, many years, so it's one that needs to get back in the rotation. Uh, Face Off is one of those movies that's like, Dennis, like you're saying, if I need a movie, a little bit like Zombieland, if I need a movie that I can just put on and it just, it really doesn't matter if I'm completely there mentally or even physically, but it's just on and I know every moment of this movie, it's ingrained in my head and I don't have to think too much about it, it's Face Off. Um, Poltergeist would have been one of those that as a kid I would have watched really late at night and it would have scared the devil out of me and Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have been able to go back to sleep for the rest of the night. Um, but it would have been one as a kid, I can't do this now, but as a kid, I used to love to stay up until the middle of the night and watch scary movies. Mm -hmm. I would purposefully wait until later in the night when it was dark and it was quiet and nobody else was up and you could hear all kinds of other noises in the house. And that's when I would choose to watch scary movies. Mm -hmm. I cannot do that now. I don't know why. I was going to say it's so weird that you do it then, but yeah. Yeah, I can't do it now. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I couldn't do that when I was a kid. I, I purposely, the first time I ever watched The Exorcist... I waited and I didn't start it until midnight. I waited until midnight. I went down into my basement in my house. I turned off all the lights. I put the movie on. I watched the movie all the way through and finished it like two something in the morning. And the minute that movie was over, I'm like, crap. The TV's on. That's providing me the only light that I have right now. There's two flights of stairs to get all the way up to my bedroom that's upstairs. Turn the TV off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I turn the TV off then there's no lights on, and I, I don't really want to get up to go switch the light on, but I have to get up because I have to leave to go upstairs to go to bed. And so I think that may be the fastest I've ever run in my life. Yeah. Is to, and, at the, and I wasn't like a little kid. I was probably like 16 at the time. I was like, all right, click, run. And I ran up those steps, and I was like, if something's going to get me, I, it better be faster than I am right now because I am... So that's great that you would torture yourself like that as a kid. Where I was, oh, I loved like, it as a kid. I'm, I, the one thing I noticed from Autumn, like when I was a kid, and what Autumn does now is, if we ever watch anything scary, mm-hmm. she has to follow it up on something with TV that's happy and funny. Really, okay. whether it's a cartoon, whether mm-hmm. it's whatever, she needs something. Whether it's a mm-hmm. talk show, it's got to be something mm-hmm. that's Palette not that, exactly. Mm-hmm. She needs that to go to bed. And when I was a kid, that's kind of how mm-hmm. I was. I didn't let people know that all the time. But I mean, the scary. It's very weird that because I think out of yeah. everybody, I think I'm the scary movie. 
movie guy who yeah. can tolerate those still right. now and likes those if it's a good smart mm-hmm. one. I don't like slasher films and all the gore right. stuff, but right. um, no, it's a I smart. Can't, I can't do ghost story, smart, scary something. I love it, and I think it's because I I feel like I had to counter that. As I, I I was thinking about this, I was like, why is it that I was scared to death of this stuff as a kid? I felt like part of it was like to be a man, I have to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's mm-hmm. not afraid. So at some point, I, and then if you're going to have your own family, I can't be like sitting there, oh, there's a noise, oh, guys, can you go check that out? Like I have to be, you know, like the man, like it's yeah. the stereotypical man type of thing. But I'm like, so I felt like early on, I just kept going, got to keep watching, got to keep, I realize there's a crew right behind that lens, you know, like right to the side of the lens of the frame of the camera. And they're all drinking coffee, eating donuts and laughing as they make this horror film. And that's what it is. And it's just, and so I was able to process those better. But man, you doing that, I could not do that as a kid. There's no way. And those movies that you mentioned, Exorcist, mm-hmm. when I saw little bits and pieces of Exorcist, Exorcist mm-hmm. terrorized me because I always thought, okay, I'm gonna get, am I going to get like, am right. I going to get possessed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just by watching this, is it going to open the door? As you a know? little kid, so other things that are on my list here, Poltergeist and Creepshow. Like oh, I saw those when, I was, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, when I w- I probably was about ten years old when I saw when I saw Creepshow and Poltergeist. I was pretty young when I saw those too, and I don't know, like I don't know why. And I was totally terrified every time I do this. I'd stay up at night sometimes and I'd watch the old uh, Nightmare on Elm Street TV series mm-hmm. that they used to have. I'd watch that thing. The only thing, and what's hilarious is, I could watch all these shows with the monsters and the werewolves and the ghosts and the other. T- the one show I could not watch that terrified me more than anything else was uh, Unsolved Mysteries. I could not watch that show. If mm-hmm. I hear that music even today, I'm yeah. like, nope, turn it off. Yeah. Get that thing away from me. Yep, yep. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. Yes. <laughs> I No, I could not. And I don't know if it was because I could. I knew the difference between those movies are fiction, but this Unsolved Mysteries thing is, is at least pretending or, or making the assumption that it's real. Right. And I can't handle it if it's real. I can handle it if it's fiction. And I know Exorcist, and I know Freddy Krueger, and all that's fiction. But um, the last one I threw on here is Event Horizon. That's the other one that, even to this day, I don't think I can ever watch that movie ever again mm-hmm. because it terrifies me. Okay. Everything about horror movies that terrifies me is in that movie. So I cannot watch that movie ever, ever again. So if I'm giving you recommendations on things to watch, don't watch, don't watch that one because yeah, you're okay. not a scary movie guy. All right. So do not do Event Horizon. Okay. Those are my midnight movies. Pat, what do you got? Uh, okay, so if there's a reason that I will stay awake, I've never had a problem not going to sleep. Yeah. Like, I've never, you know, usually every movie mm-hmm. will put me to sleep. But there are three things that if I need to, like, watch a movie at midnight, uh, and I'm awake, and it's midnight, and I'm going to watch a movie, there are three different categories. First one, Bond. Any Bond film, I'll watch Bond. Sometimes I'm in the mood, i got to watch a couple, three Bond movies. I don't know if you guys remember some of those old cable channels would run, like, the 12 Days of Bond marathon. Mm-hmm. Those things got me through term papers. Those things got me through Christmas vacations. Love Bond. Second category are some of the uh, ones kind of towards the bottom of the list. Uh, 12 o'clock high, The Enemy Below. You can probably throw In Harm's Way in there as well. Uh, War movies and um, kind of from an older generation. I grew up watching all of those. Um, Grew up watching all of those movies with the family. I, I think as war pictures, sometimes the... You run the risk of the older uh, war movies not quite holding up as well or kind of doing the glorifying thing. The one in harm's way as John Wayne and sometimes the John Wayne films sometimes do the glorify. But I think those movies hold up pretty well and just uh, fascinating uh, for me either plots or explore a certain um, aspect of, of 
the Second World War that I like watching. Um, so yeah, that would be the second category of movies would either be like 12 O'Clock High, Enemy Below, or In Harm's Way. And finally, and these, these last three that I'm going to list are movies that, um, you know, so, one time someone said, how about movies that when you watch them, they changed you or they changed your outlook or made you a better person? Uh, if, if I can't sleep, usually there's various things that will be on my mind that are kind of keeping me awake. Um, and at that point, I'll take a look either at Saving Private Ryan, uh, Band of Brothers, or We Were Soldiers. Um, and all of those movies um, are, are, well, they're, I mean, I think they're all like Oscar and award winning and all that kind of thing. They're extremely well done, um, war movies. And many times that's usually when I look at not action movies, but like war movies that aren't meant to be enjoyed enjoyed like I would enjoy, you know, all the stuff I said about action and explosions and submarine chases and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. To me, that's fantasy. Yeah. These movies, uh, a little bit different. So those would be the, those are the ones that I usually, that's what I end up watching at midnight would be, would be that. There you go. All right, Dennis. You all right. Be, you got to be done with your list now. So. I got to be done with my list now. So. I keep changing things, but. I know, I was changing like a bunch of these okay. as I go through. Uh, and actually, you know what? When you your first one that's on the list here, I wish I would have put that at one of the other categories because I love that movie yeah. and I feel like it does not get enough recognition right. for how amazing it is. Oh, I know. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great, great film. Saw it in the theater and mm -hmm. I own the DVD. Yep. So what we actually we film? actually bought the DVD twice because we forgot because we owned yeah. it. We're like, we I need we need to own this too. movie, and we bought it and then we brought it home. We're like, oh, I think I we gave do own it, this movie. I think I gave it to somebody, mm -hmm. and um, I had to buy a second copy myself as mm -hmm. well. But yeah, that's one that I, I've owned. Um, oh, this I didn't I didn't think I'd seen it. Yes, this is an awesome movie. I yeah, Robin, I have seen this. Robin movie. Williams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Good. Choice. So um, the other one that I was I had the Great Escape in there, and I do have it because I remember seeing that when I was at night. Mm -hmm. And it's a long movie, so you kind of like stay up like the eventually you fall asleep during it. But that's what kind of works. To, you know, if, I, if that's your thing, but I, I remember vividly like watching that movie at night, so that's why I put that one in there. Otherwise, the um, uh, I got the war, and the war is mm -hmm. not exactly what you. I mean, have anybody seen the war? Kevin Costner. It's a long time ago. Yeah. It's a Kevin Costner film, Southern. Isn't you know, he like a poor, stepdad? He's no, he's the father, he but the he father. was from Vietnam, came back yes. from Vietnam, yeah. and he's got uh, the first one of the first big films for um, for the Hobbit. Uh, for, yeah. Uh, for Elijah Wood. Frodo for Elijah Wood. Yeah. Great film, um, and again, my daughter loves it. It's probably one of her wasn't one of her favorites for a long time. If it still isn't, and I think it still is. Um, but yeah, the the war is one, and I, and that when I have a DVD, so that's why I also think if I'm up, it's often ones that I have DVDs of. That's mm -hmm. why I started going with this category. So it may like it seem like a weird like you had the kind of horror film mm -hmm. genre that you would go to, but it's not always on cable what you want to see. Right. Sometimes I'm thumbing through and it's some something on TV and there's usually not much on there. So I usually pull out a DVD and I'll throw that on there. So The War, I have that DVD. The, what Dreams May Come, The Great Escape happened to actually be that way. 12 Angry Men, I have that DVD. The Devil was on, and I saw that sucker a number of times when I was having trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. And it was on HBO, and you know the way HBO cycles mm -hmm. their movies, they'll play it like all the time when it's a big game. So I kept catching that every time that I was like, would go downstairs or whatever, and, and I couldn't sleep, and, and The Devil would be on. I just would be glued to that movie. Another one of my... Uh, favorite M Night Shyamalan that I don't think gets the credit. It does I think it's a it's a nice story? It's that's nice, the that's the elevator. That's one, the right? elevator yeah. one, and, and that's the only. Me, I don't watch horror movies much anymore. But you kept talking about that one, and I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try in the middle of the day. I'm did not you see watch it, it at night? No. I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked it. Did you yeah. see it yet? I've read the plot. 
That's all I can get you. I've read it on Wikipedia. Isn't it, again, doesn't it have some heart to it and yeah. it connects in it all? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that's yeah, pretty If cool. I get an elevator, you will, no, you will like that. You will, you will like this. I, I know, I read the whole thing. I know how no. they told oh, you the didn't, twist. I read, because I couldn't bring myself oh, to watch it. No, that's here's, not, I, I, no, no, no. Here's, here's Pat's version of the devil. Okay, he gets in the elevator, the door is closed. I told him this, yeah. And, and Pat goes, before we start, does anybody else want to get off? <laughs> right. Because if the lights go off, yeah. I don't care who you possess because everybody in the elevator is going down they first. They couldn't get off. Pardon That's me? the thing. They couldn't get off. They couldn't get out. See? That's it, the whole premise. They're stuck. They could. They want to get out, but they right. can't. They're trying to get them out, but they can't. Here's Pat, the thing. Pat would get out. <laughs> They're stuck in there with me. You know what? You can take anybody you want because I'm going to kill everybody. Okay? I can't trust anybody. See, now you can't leave. Bam, 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 bam. Everybody's dead. Bam, 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 bam. He's got I'm a not, gun now. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're, You're stuck, stuck in here with me. me. That's oh, it. great line. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Two down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read You're the You're stuck line. in here with me again, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> And, and just you so that's yeah. that's like in, my, in that movie because I don't watch the whole thing of that. It's mm -hmm. been on like Watchmen. Yeah. And, and yep, whenever yep. I see Rorschach's lines, yeah. man, I just oh, I love his lines. <laughs> and then again, end of the movie of that one. There's you know there's movies that you uh, that you see that you're like. Steve McQueen, mm -hmm. you want him making it over the... You, yes, you want him to make the jump. I keep believing yes, he's going to make yes, it. He's going to make it. He will make it. He's going to make it this time if I watch it again. Mm -hmm. In that one, it's uh, in The Watchmen, it's, it's somehow Rorschach doesn't get... He doesn't. It doesn't happen because yeah. it's just... I feel exactly the response that What's-His-Name feels and it, when it happens, he's like, no, he's yeah. just freaking out. Just <laughs> but it's just these... Oh, in the face like that again. Just, <laughs> all right. Oh. Uh -huh. Anyway, we digress. Um, Twelve Angry Men, oh, classic to my dad. Oh, yeah. It's a dialogue film, and sometimes if I I put this one in there in a way, not as an insult to the film because it's not an insult to the film, but often a dialogue film, mm -hmm. it'll keep you engrossed. But eventually, because it's all talking, right. I probably hope to fall asleep, but I will be entertained until like when I don't, mm -hmm. when I do. So that's why it's a great film for that. I think yeah. it was like because it's it's not a insult that oh this movie's boring, but it's. There's not a ton of action. Right. It's all dialogue. So right. you're listening, listening. It'll keep you up for a while, but then eventually you might just kind of—it's like reading a good book and falling asleep—is mm. the way I look at it. So Twelve Angry Men also have the DVD. The Devil, I said um, again, just because that one was out on TV mm -hmm. all the time. And then The Dark Knight again—that was another mm -hmm. one that, for some reason, when I went kind of this this not insomnia period, but this period where I just kind of wasn't falling asleep, or I just was staying up. God, Dark Knight's on. So all of a sudden I'm watching Dark Knight, and wherever that movie's at, I just. If I pick it up 30 minutes in, I'm watching the rest. If I mm -hmm. pick it up at the beginning, I'm watching it. I just, and again, I attribute that to the Joker and, and just great performances. Yeah. So. All right. Final category. I only have a few here. and Yeah, Yeah. so this one is your juvenile guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures, if I can say the word right. Mm -hmm. We've only been podcasting for like four hours. We could have watched The Great Escape. We could have. We, we could have watched a couple of these movies by now. Twice. Yeah. Way ahead of you, Dennis. Yeah. Way ahead of you. I have been. Um, uh, uh, I was watching the entire miniseries of Roots while you guys were talking <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yes, uh, juvenile guilty pleasures. These are the movies you loved as a kid, but their awesomeness only holds up in your memories. So when I thanks for doing that quietly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I really love my hand. Uh, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. So as we we're going through the guilty pleasure stuff, I was looking at some things. I was like, you know what? There's some guilty pleasure movies. As soon as I think of the definition of guilty pleasures, there are movies that I'm like, oh, totally, that's on my list. But then I think about it, and I'm like, well, it's not a guilty pleasure now. Because I have seen these movies since watching them as a kid, and I'm like, mm, nope, 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 does not hold up. I don't, 
I don't have the same enjoyment as I did when I watched these as a kid. So what movies did you love as a kid, but if you've watched them again or if you're worried about watching them again and you won't like them quite as much this time around, what movies will you know, not quite hold up, maybe necessarily? Um, so that's kind of how I approached this category. Um, mine were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Mm -hmm. I, it was like a kid in a candy store when this movie came out. I remember going nuts for this whole idea, um, and then I, I probably just lost it and started screaming in the theater when they poured the ooze over Shredder and he became Super Shredder at mm -hmm. the end of the movie, and I just, it was like every other kid in the movie theater watching the Ninja Turtles movies. Go ninja, it was just, go ninja, well, you go. had the Ninja rap, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, can't, can't deny the Ninja rap. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, no Holds Barred. Have you guys ever seen this one? Is that the... Um, is that the it was uh, Hulk Hogan and Zeus. Oh, was, oh yeah. no, no. Okay. Right. So, WWF introduced this character named Zeus, and he was a big, huge guy. And, and the idea was he... I don't remember if the storyline was he broke Hulk Hogan's back or something. Um, you know, it, they, they were doing like an interview, like one of those interviews they do with the wrestlers. And he comes on and he's this brand new wrestler nobody's ever seen before. And people try to fight him and like they can't even hurt him. Mm -hmm. And this was still back when I thought wrestling was real because I was a kid. So they come out with this movie and the idea behind the movie is the same thing. That like he's this unstoppable uh, wrestler, this unstoppable opponent that nobody can defeat. And I remember as a kid, like Hulk Hogan was my hero as a kid when I used to watch wrestling all the time. And the fact that now all of a sudden there's this bad guy that Hulk Hogan can't defeat, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, man. Yeah. So I remember watching really <clears throat> this movie, actually at the time, this movie and Suburban Commando. Did you ever see that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The two Hulk Hogan movies. That, like, I loved these movies as a kid. I have since watched both of them. I'll just say I loved them as a kid. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's not to say that they're really horribly bad movies, mm -hmm. but I loved them a lot more as a kid than I do as an adult. Uh, Little Monsters, we're going to be doing that one next year. That was one we watched over and over and over again uh, as kids. That's the one with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage um, with the monsters under the bed, and you go under the bed, and you end up in the monster world, and you can travel to other people's bedrooms. And It's a little bit like a Monsters, Inc. kind of thing with the doorways where you okay. can go to the different houses. and. Um, I put in I put in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> I was originally going to have us do Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Th is it this year or next year? Might have been this year. I think it came out in '88. Um, and I put it in there because it's really not. It doesn't really have a coherent story to it. It's not like a movie. Movie. It was kind of like their excuse for putting together a series of music videos. Yeah. And so there is kind of a very loose idea of there's some kind of a story here. And that's what I thought was kind of cool as a kid, was it's like, I can kind of tell this is just a bunch of music videos put together, but they've found a way to weave a little bit of a story into all of these to make it like one giant, huge music video. Okay. And I remember watching this over and over as a kid, too, and, and absolutely loving this. This was something that we watched regularly. Um, and then finally, The Wizard. And that's one I think that we're doing next year. Yeah. And that was another Fred Savage one. It's the one where um, they are playing the video games. Mm -hmm. And they go off, they're going off to the video game tournament. And uh, they get introduced to the Power Glove. I think that was the first time yep. I saw the Power Glove, yep. the N yep. Nintendo Power Glove. And I remember, and I remember freaking out in the theater, too. 
when they go off to this tournament and they're like, yeah, we've played every game, we're good, we know what we're going to do. They get to the tournament, all of a sudden they're unveiling Super Mario Brothers 3. And mm -hmm. at that point, nobody had heard, like it hadn't even been released yet. Ah! And I remember kids in the theater, including myself, were like, <gasps> there's a third one? Yeah. What? And they're just going nuts. When can I play it? I want to play it. Is this what it's going to look like? Is this real? Can we get this game? Was it? And I just remember kids in the theater just going nuts. Um, so we'll do that one this next year. I have that one. I have not watched recently, but I just kind of get the feeling that nostalgia may not be enough to, to bolster that one up yeah. and, and and keep it at the same we'll level that it used to be. The Mario three on an emulator. I might go play Mario three and might have more fun with it, but we'll we'll find out. Juvenile guilty pleasures, which. I didn't have a lot of time to think about this category. Um, I see what some of uh, your other guys put down there. Um, Little Monsters. I, was that the uh, Howie That's Mandel? The, the Howie Mandel, Fred Savage. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I, I'll let you talk about that one. But I saw it on your list. I was okay. like, oh yeah, that that one. I wanted to go back and watch it, and I'm like, eh, next year. Maybe. Oh, is it next year? It's a next year. Yeah. Um, but I put Cloak and Dagger. And I remember watching this movie all the time when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and now you're questioning why? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fun. And I'll, like, I own it. I bought mm -hmm. it on DVD because I saw it. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Mm -hmm. I bought it for, like, out of the $5 bin. Watched it, and I was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> it's not quite I as guess. good as I remember. No. Mm -hmm. No, not, not, not quite as great as I... It was, I, I think if I remember reading this somewhere, it was an Atari video game that was supposed to be coming out, and they did like a movie tie-in. They made the movie that was going to come out first, and then mm -hmm. the video game was going to come out after. But then apparently they never did the video game. Oh. So it ended up being one of those things where they had this whole promotional thing ready to go, and then they were like, eh, no, not going to. Well, that's too bad, because it would have worked since yeah. the whole thing revolves around a video game. Right. Um... I put a little note in here, I don't know if you saw it or not. Have I ever shared with you or told you about the article that somebody wrote where they said that Cloak and Dagger is actually the perfect prequel to Fight Club? I've never heard this, but <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. The guy goes on, he talks about how it's all about, you know, the kid has no parents, and so he creates this kind of violent father figure for himself that gets him through all these different situations and almost kind of forces the kid to get more violent and to take on more of the fighting himself and all that. And so then the person who write, who's writing this article says, you can tie all of that stuff into, if you think of this kid, um, and I guess the, the father figure that he makes up, his name is um, Jack. And so when you get to Fight Club and you have all the stuff, it's like, I am Jack's you know, smirking sense of revenge. I am Jack's raging bile duct. And then the, the guy in the article says, if you think about it, if you take this kid and you age him about 20 years, that could totally be the exact same person with a dissociative Man. disorder <laughs> that's in Fight Club. And so instead of creating a father figure, he creates I don't want to Tyler think, Durden for I, himself. I don't want to think of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I put it in your head now. so You did, it's and there. it's going to be there. Yeah. But, but I'll share the article with you if you ever want to read it. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to read the article. Okay. Um, but they have some like interesting parallels. They're like, if you, if you really take a look at it, not that that's what it's intended yeah. to be, obviously, but you could take a look at it and say, sure. This kid could grow up to be... Yeah, and, and Cloak and Dagger, it's not a bad movie. No, it, it's, I, mean, I remember it, watching it, but it, it's... It, it can be an enjoyable movie. It's yeah. just, I, I remember just the last time I watched it, I was just thinking like, this really wasn't as, as great as 
I remember, you know, as a kid, I was in all oh, the spies and the espionage and the double agents and mm -hmm. this, that, and the lady with three fingers. And, and, you know, and once that reveal happens, you're just going, oh my God, that's them. How did he, what? And then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't quite hold up as much as I wanted it to. <laughs> but Lost a little bit of the luster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's still not bad. Yeah. Um, but yes, gentlemen, I do enjoy, or I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say yeah, about man. your movies. Yeah. Um, I wish I could stay, but I do have to get home. And That's hey. great. It's the most important thing. Be a parent or something. You need your tummy time. Yeah. I need, to, need to do my tummy time. Tummy time. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed this. It's been great seeing you guys and being back on the podcast. And yeah. Talking, I'm hoping to, talking to, to adults. <laughs> it's been great talking to adults. Oh my god. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, but you got us instead. I came to talk to adults. Talk to you guys instead. But I got, I got close. <laughs> it's, it, Somewhere in between. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get a Christopher Robin episode going. Yes. Cool. I'm hoping to catch that movie later this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you yeah. haven't seen it yet. No. You have. Mm -hmm. Bring Did you want to be in on that? Episode? Bring tissues. I will really? try. I don't That's know good. what my, with the family thing. Okay. If we, but don't don't hold up on me. If we okay. can get in on and see that as a family, cool. If not, then I look forward to hearing your discussions about it, um, and uh, doing that then. And when we have more time, Dominic has been wanting to watch Jurassic Park, and we watched Jurassic Park oh, last night. Yeah. Oh, I want to I want to tell you about his reactions because it it was definitely positive. So, I look forward to hearing. Yeah, well, I, I want to discuss that with you. But awesome. I'll, I'll leave it like this. So when can we watch two, three, Jurassic World one and Jurassic World two? Like he wants to like just go all five movies like tonight. Well, watching uh -huh. the second one isn't important. Okay, that's what I try to tell him. But in no. the mind of a nine year old, it's just like more Jurassic Park. More has back. anybody right. seen the the last one, the newest one? No, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my son has, and he really liked it. But he likes all of them. Okay. It seemed like it was rehashing the second one mm -hmm. from the first series where it, let's bring the dinosaurs to the mainland. Right. And I think honestly, and I was and that's going back to these lists, like movies that have lost their I almost put Back to the Future two, not because it's not a great movie, but in my mind when I originally watched them, oh well the original's Back to the yeah. Future, but in Back to the Future the car flies. And oh my gosh, there's more and then Back to the Future three. And you so, watch it again. And so you assume mm -hmm. as a kid, the more sequels more better. Now I go back and the original was the classic that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And so I think Dominic is, he's at the age, and I'm sure like your son, it, they're at the age where more Jurassic Park, more better. More, it's just more Back to the Future, more, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think we'll watch the second one and he'll be like, this is awesome. And then the third, you know, it'll be, mm -hmm. we've, we've all seen so many movies and we're older now, so it's like, oh, well, so. Anyways, that kind of tied into the thoughts of movies and holding up. But I want to tell you about it because it, cool. it was pretty priceless. Awesome. You guys have a good night. All right, All right Jeffrey. Right. See you, Jeff. See you in a few weeks. All right, man. Yeah. Right. See you in the fall. Enjoy your summer. Have fun storming the castle. Is it work? It would it take, take a miracle. Bye-bye. All right. So what were your okay, so juvenile guilty pleasures? Yeah, so here's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. um, and we podcasted on this a year or two or whatever yeah. it came out. I wasn't... I remember watching it just going, I don't find this as entertaining as when mm -hmm. I was a kid. And I, everyone looked at me a gag yeah. or a gog and was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Or what's wrong with you? Well, you were wrong. But and again, like everyone was up for a fight and I'm like, well, I'm not going to fight. I can see why. I mean, it's a very distinctive humor. And he's a, he's a cool, you know, well, cool. He's a, a, a character with heart and you want to see Pee Wee succeed. And everyone's like, oh, don't talk to Janine Carozo about this because she'll kill you. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't have anything against him. I just remember seeing it as a kid, and I remember 
because every scene came back to me. Mm-hmm. When we rewatched it, like I thought, yeah. oh, I must have watched this movie a whole bunch, and I remember it all. But now I just watch it, and it was like, yeah. I don't have any, like I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I just don't. It doesn't work for me. It, mm-hmm. I, it, nothing against it. Right. I can't. But like, I'm sorry. I got nothing to point to other than this is just. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So not, uh, not your flavor anymore. It's not my flavor mm-hmm. anymore. So you know what? It's not you all. It's me. Mm-hmm. It's not them, it's well, me. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's me. <laughs> and so, I'm, you know, the juvenile guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm, yeah, it's just not my, mm-hmm. just not, it just, and it probably wasn't my thing back then. Um, uh, so I suppose I could put Never Ending Story on there too. But I mean, that's a fantastic movie and mm-hmm. it just is, I just didn't get it then. Mm-hmm. And I never admitted it <laughs> because I thought, oh, I just don't get it. And now I'm older and I just don't care. And it's like, guys, I don't get the ending. <laughs> so you can listen to those mm-hmm. podcasts. And again, mm-hmm. nothing against Pee Wee's listening audience. Nothing against Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Nothing against Pee Wee. You, you, it's all good. It's just not my thing. Not your thing. Don't Red, worry. I just put Red, Run, Hunt for Red October on my list. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and Gone in 60 Seconds. And that's good. Yeah. That's well, you can I put do. those. I mean, I'm not, you know, I you do. go right ahead. <laughs> You go right ahead. You know, you go right ahead. Nothing against. Yeah. That's that's fine. I mean, I got you know, I mean, as long as you're scoring those movies where they are because of something in the movie, or as opposed to just, no, just I'm, I'm trying to get Pat. <laughs> My problem is the people who watch Pee Wee's Big Pearl Adventure. Harbor. Yeah. yeah, sure. Tell all me right, why. So pass next one. Yeah, I'm sorry. See, you got to go. You throw down, yeah, and then you got. All right, well, let's keep it going here. Mm-hmm. Red Red Dawn. Uh, I remember a buddy of mine, and he probably said he's listening, sorry, uh, but he loves this movie, and we watched it as kids, and it was like, oh, cool action movie, all that, and now I watch it, and probably even then I watched it again, and it's just like, okay, yeah, this is pretty, and you could tell it's trying to advance a certain agenda and mindset and all this kind of stuff, so yeah, that one doesn't quite hold up as well as, you know, when I was a kid, and ooh, action movie and all that, and then finally The Patriot, that didn't come out when I was a kid. Um, but a, a younger kid than I am now. Mm-hmm. And The Patriot, I remember being like, oh, wow, fighting with the tomahawk. That's pretty cool. And now I watch it, and the more I watch that movie, the more I dislike that movie. So I just stopped watching it. I've watched it like two or three What's times. What's the big reason you dislike it now? Uh, do, you, do you have time? Like, you <laughs> oh. know. Uh, Is it the historical inaccuracy? Yes. In no. Okay. And I, and I got to be real honest, and we yeah. talked about I, I'll just put it like that. The fight scenes are really cool. And yay, history being brought to life and blood and guts and all this kind of stuff. But honestly, it's like when we were talking about what was the movie we did recently with Dana Barrett where she was hanging out with the monkeys? Yeah, Gorillas in the Mist. Gorillas in the yeah. Mist. And I said, my only problem when it's not an act, like, I want to see the warts and all. And when they brought that history forward, it was like a lot. Of it, it, well, they didn't show them. Yeah. Like, that was my problem with that is mm-hmm. they really kind of, they, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys, mm-hmm. and the truth was a little bit more uh, dirty than mm-hmm. that. And I think you can, I think they could have done a lot better job of honoring the people that fought for our independence, but tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that movie, for all its special effects and great actors and phenomenal fight scenes, that's kind of what they had, mm-hmm. what they lacked. It just. Show me the warts. Show me a little bit more accurate history. Have you know, great cast. You know, there's a great cast and great actors playing great roles. But that was the one thing I couldn't. I can't get past with that movie. So I might watch parts, but if I watch the whole thing, I'll just end up hating the whole thing, and I don't want to get there. So I just had to stop. Be like, 
it's not holding up for Pat anymore. So there you go. Anyways, all right, Dennis, finish us off. Yeah, I do don't it. have that many. Um, I, I, one less space, so I didn't eat them all. Yeah, not um, that many. Too bad in the rows. Yeah. I threw this one in because it's technically a movie, but it's made for TV, and it was it. Mm -hmm. Having just recently watched it again, and again, all of these really should have a little asterisk next to it, which I kind of put on uh, mm -hmm. most of them, but uh, meaning I don't hate these films, mm -hmm. but by the letter of what you're saying there is they don't have the same impact that you might have loved. They're not as awesome as they were. doesn't mean they're not good. doesn't mean I don't like them. Mm -hmm. It just means that I remember them better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean, oh, I hated that movie. It's not like I went from loving it to hating it. It's more like I really, really loved that movie as a kid, and now it's just kind of okay. Mm -hmm. So that's that. having said that with these. Yeah. So it, because I love Curry's, Tim mm -hmm. Curry as, as the great, that's great, but the, the, the effects in it, back then the cheesy effects, the monster, and some of the lines, the delivery and stuff was mm -hmm. really, we, we, we just watched it, and we watched that, and then we went right and watched the new one. And yeah. it was like the new one blew the old one away. Now, granted, time, I still, I still haven't seen the new one yet. Haven't seen the new one. No, the new one blows it. the other one away. I okay. think. Yeah, I think. I think it does. Um, yeah. But like I said, Tim Curry's performance is excellent. If you throw Tim Curry in the new one, I mean, mm -hmm. you got yourself a great movie there. Mm -hmm. It's like, but um, because he was just kind of that that just swarmy, right? Clown with the smart, you know, mm -hmm. hey, the way he tied the delivery was good. Yeah. Um, the new clown's very, you know, is a bit different than that. Okay. So there was your, your it one, so that's it. So again, I, I liked it still, but as a kid, I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm afraid. And, and I kind of almost laughed at this one a little bit. That's okay. when I was like, eh, it's a little funny because it's a little cheesy now and the lines mm -hmm. are delivered a little weird and um, those are the special effects. It mm -hmm. was like, wow, that was really pretty, that was a limiting factor for them back then, I guess. But back then, I mean, it scared me as a kid. Um, Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet, um, barely made it on here for this list. I was trying to think of somewhere where I'd watched the movie and was like kind of praising it a little bit and then watch it with the kids. And the kids also responses were a little bit like, yeah, it was okay. And Silver Bullet as a kid, I remember loving that movie and, and there's still some great lines or some, it's a, but overall it wasn't as great again as I, as I remembered as a kid. Um, that's the one with, um, um, the, uh, the kid in the Kirk Cameron is it not Kirk Cameron? Um, is it Cameron? The one heartthrob he like you just yeah. Uh, Might be yeah. I want to say Kirk Cameron. Is it Kirk Cameron? Silver Bullet. Uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim. There you go. Yeah. yeah I was, and then the other uh, then the 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 guy um Sp uh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As the uncle, so that's a, a it's a good movie that. still. Mm -hmm. Like it's a good movie, but it didn't have the same effect on me as it did when I was younger. Hmm. The Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy, and the only reason I put this this one's such a stretch because I still think it's a great movie and a great version. But when I and maybe it's because I've seen the jokes, heard the jokes. Is I remember laughing in the theater hysterically when we saw that, and I don't laugh at comedies that loud too often, like out loud laughing. But when we watched that in the theater when it first came out, The Nutty Professor back then, my brothers, my friends, we, had, we were at Hillside Theater, I believe it was, and we ended up watching it and laughing uncontrollably for a lot of it, the whole dinner scenes, everything. And when I watched it this time with you know the kids and stuff, it was like just not as funny to me. And again, mm -hmm. so again, it lost some of its awesomeness. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just wasn't as, I thought I'd be like, wow, this is so great, and, and, and it was... You might kill me for this one. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna say. You might kill me for this one. Ghostbusters, same thing. Ghostbusters as the and again, 
asterisk is there, so don't mm-hmm. don't need that. I explain mm-hmm. what that means. It doesn't mean that I don't like the film. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's a great film. Yeah. It just didn't have the same reaction for me when I watched it as an adult. Again, like older than when I did back then. Maybe it's because I know the lines. You know, it's. I think that part of it is that you've seen it, and then I'm thinking, wait, isn't there more? Like I still love Rick Moran. I mean, there's a lot of lines, but it just didn't have the same knockdown funny. I remember just being like, every minute of it was awesome back then. Mm-hmm. And now I was like, there's some lulls here. And there's some jokes that I already heard before. So it did. So again, I'm just... So like when you guys talk awesomeness. about replacing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It's just, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's lost its awesomeness is all I'm saying. Doesn't mean it's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Just lost some of its awesomeness from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then finally, sure. Time Bandits. Um, okay. I told the kids they're gonna love Time Bandits. It's gonna be great. I was like, oh, this is great. I love mm-hmm. this movie because I remember watching that sucker a lot like yeah. back then. And when I watch it now, again, there was some lulls and some spots where it just seemed like it didn't. And again, good movie still. And I think the kids liked it, but they thought it was okay. And I thought yeah, it was just okay. It was it was good, but not. Not like I remember it. Like wow, we'd like we'd, we would watch that yeah. one whenever we could. we had the DV, we had the VHS, and we'd watch that movie a few times. And it just seemed to have a it, a little slower pace. Something about the pacing and the British. I don't know. It just it's a little bit different. So again, all of those are not movies that I dislike for the record. So no complaints here. Um, it just. You probably can, the you can reach one Dennis that, at uh, yeah. 847. The, probably the closest one that I would say that really seemed to fall a little bit flatter for me was the It TV version. Okay. That was it. And it wasn't bad. It just it was a made-for-TV, and you got to take that into consideration. It's made-for-TV. It was, though, at 1980. The special effects budget, I'm sure, was limited. Uh, it just... When I watched it, I just... It felt somewhat comical at times. Well, and like all these Everything categories... Everything else is good movies. Right, but in, in like all these categories, we're all approaching the category yes. with our own thing. Like I even said, like a guilty pleasure. It's yeah. a good movie. It's just maybe watching it 10 times a day makes Isn't it guilty. Movie. Yeah. Midnight movie. You're looking to fall asleep. Someone else is looking to stay awake. Someone yeah. else is looking to be oh, scared. I try to throw, yeah, try to throw Someone else, movie. you know... Yeah. I, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely... I think the bottom line is there's a lot of great movies out there. Categorizing is one tough job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And putting them in different areas for different reasons because we all have filters in our brains and it goes through those filters. Yeah. And well, this might mean something to you because of who you saw it with and this might mean, you know, something because of when you saw it and what point in your life and, um, it, you know, and then just trying to remember them all. You know, you see all of them. Well, and like this, I, and I said earlier... I could potentially put Back to the Future Part 2 on this yeah, list. Yeah. Wow. Only because Back to the Future it was, so was, awesome back was then. Back to the Future we called the perfect movie. Yeah. yeah, now it's just good, but I always thought more Back to the, like Dominic asking he wants to watch Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether that's a good movie or a bad movie, it's going to be more Jurassic Park, yeah. you know. So, yeah, no. So, yeah, it's a tough tough task. That's why it was a daunting yeah. task when you see a blank thing with five spaces on it. I'm uh, I'm actually tweeting right now uh, while we're recording this. I had been tweeting out uh, screen captures of our different categories on Twitter, and I got a question right away from uh, one of our followers on Twitter, and they were asking the question. Uh, I, I ju- had just sent these out, so it was the one that had your asterisks on them, and the question came up right away, and they were like, hmm, so what does the asterisk mean? <laughs> so I, I was clarifying. I was like, well, it's just... It just means that they might have lost some of their luster in, you know, you from, so from childhood excited, to so now. Excited as a kid. Did, did you right. put this list up on? So I did. excited! Okay. As a, he's trying to get me killed. So excited! Yeah, you know. 
so, ex so excited as a kid, and when you watch it later, it, mm -hmm. it didn't live up to that same excitement. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean it wasn't a good movie. It just, wow, it must have been the time, yeah. the place, and everything else. Yeah, they, they said it was uh, the podcast called So I Married a Movie Geek. Um, and they just asked, hmm, what's the asterisk stand for? And I just said, you know, Dennis just wanted to clarify, he doesn't think they're bad movies. They might have been ones that were awesome as a kid, but they might have lost some of their luster. Not that they're bad, just clarifying. Then we had somebody else actually reply just right now, uh, another podcast called the Dare Daniel Podcast, and uh, they just replied with an animated gif of the Monster Squad. There you go. Because Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> nice. All right, that is our 200th episode extravaganza. We have done it. Good luck to me for editing this one, because um, we've only podcasted for like, I don't know, three or some hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. This may get broken into a couple of different episodes, I'm not sure. Yes. We'll see I how that goes. Do, yeah, I, think, I, I think we'll do it that way, because, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's it for our 200th episode, so uh, maybe 201st if we break this up into two pieces. But... Um, so thank you for everybody who's still left here, for Pat and Dennis and no. Jeff, who had to go back home a little while ago. Um, yeah, if you want to check us out, 30podcast.com, all the different places you can find us there. Um, in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will be back here next time with, uh, what was our next movie? Our next one was Accidental Tourist. Yeah. I think it was. So we'll be back here next time with The Accidental Tourist and Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs>